0: DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers to state-of-the-art projection systems, and from high-quality processors to exceptional acoustic treatment solutions and screens, DBM partners with pioneering brands, including Barco Residential, complete acoustic treatment systems, Display Technologies, Trinov, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio. We give you the very best high-performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. Hello everybody and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the home integration community for the home integration community. My name is Jeff Hayward and in this episode we're taking another look at the demo space with two businesses who are reimagining how it works for their clients and their business. We're delighted to spend time first with Alex Jones and Gavin Baker of Potter's Home Digital to hear about the Smart Home Garden and then we talk with Owen Maddock of Cinema Works about his new cinema showroom in Bristol. Welcome to the Integrated Home.
1: AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com.
2: I'm Alex, Alex Jones, and I'm a director here at Potter's Home Digital and the Smart Home Garden. Potter's Home Digital have been based in Tenton High Street uh, for actually over a hundred years, but obviously not doing consumer electronics all that time. Um, I've been here myself for 20 years uh, and the business offers uh, a retail establishment offering today's consumer electronics good uh, to local communities and obviously slightly further afield and then, of course, we have our demonstration spaces uh, where we can cater and deliver today's smart homes.
0: And Gavin, what about you?
2: Yep, so I'm Gavin Baker, a project consultant here at Potts Home
3: Digital. I've uh, been with the company since February. Um, short-term background in the industry, starting the industry in 2016. Um, I've worked for a couple of companies in the interim and and, and now here.
0: Talk to me about what you have invested in at Potter's, which is quite radical, I believe.
2: Indeed. Thank you. So, yes, as you've you seen today, Jeff, um, the new smart home garden, um, which is our brand new venture with an effort to take technology from indoors, outside. But of course, from a design led point of view. Just talk
0: me through or walk me through what, what I've seen in the smart home garden. It really is quite something.
3: What we've done is we we brought some we brought the concept of the inside out. Uh, starting with as we walk into the garden. The first thing we step into is our outdoor cinema, uh, which has a Samsung Terrace television with a James Loud speaker LCR underneath. Um, garden series, uh, Sonnets garden series around the outside with a power pipe subwoofer, giving you a real true cinematic sound outside. Incredible space um, can be used for multi-use space for something like a dining room if you were to put a table and chairs there or a nice calm, cool uh, space to watch television or of course, like we say, you can get full cinematic sound um, from the space. We've also got a really incredible future automation lift that creates or opens, sorry, uh, two um, cast iron uh, fascias which open up the uh, TV. And of course, when the TV's finished, they then close to offer a little bit of weatherproofing. Um, We then step up from the cinema into our entertainment space, which is uh, we'll have some seating. We're actually looking at partnering with a fire table company to get a fire table there ready for the winter. So we can sit outside in the winter and keep warm. Really, really nice space to enjoy. Again, covered that area with some really nice uh, garden series from ants to give us a nice audio uh, representation of that space. We then step up into the corner of the garden, which is a more peaceful, tranquil kind of area with a water feature, which is automated using Lutron. Um, We've also got uh, something which we've coined the smart bench, which is a fully hand polished piece of stone uh, with built in James loudspeaker um, speakers beneath a fully routed um, internal piece of LED strip, which lights up at night and looks like the the bench is floating. And that's paired with a pair of uh, rock speakers and a a woofer, which gives, again, that that area a really nice, interesting way of listening to audio. A nice, peaceful area to sit and read a book of a night time.
0: So, different zones. Tell me about the, the thinking behind creating different areas and spaces like that.
2: Absolutely. Well, we wanted to create rooms within the garden, a bit like, say, the core showroom, where we have a media room, a dedicated cinema room, a space to show televisions and audio products. We wanted the garden to have rooms and areas such as the kitchen and dining dining area, such as the tranquil area Gavin just, just mentioned, and of course a big space which at the touch of a button can transform to, to a cinema. We also have in, in the area our new garden room, which is a consultation room um where we can talk and showcase um, other technologies from a garden room standpoint as well.
0: And it's very much better than just here are products plonked in the space isn't it you've actually designed something that's really quite special
2: indeed the 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 smart home garden is a industry first true collaboration of both our industry as as we all know it and the landscape industry we worked with a chelsea award-winning designer who has worked is now in-house with us she is our lead garden designer um to produce the space um, from a design led point of view, so we can actually strip right back to the basics and have the conversations and the, the end result is a considered approach and the considered approach, as we all know, results in a far better system and solution from a technology standpoint.
0: Can you talk to me, Alex, about the inspiration for for doing a smart home garden and and what was the space being used for before? Was it your car park, for example?
2: The idea uh, was born over um, a meeting with with myself and my co-director here. Um, And we just thought, what what could we do uh, more in our garden space that we had? The garden was just very overrun, unloved um, garden to the rear of our showroom here. Um, And that's where the idea was born. We we then reached out to Laura, as I mentioned. Laura is, is a Chelsea Award winning designer and just said, look, we we would like to transform this space and, and do more. Can you can you come and help? Um and it was at that point when a small idea turned into the enormous venture and launch and, uh, and product that you've seen today
0: getting a Chelsea garden designer in immediately i'm thinking price point is going up and up and up so talk to me about how you budgeted for the smart home garden
2: what we actually did um apart from budgeting and trying to do it all ourselves is this true collaboration i mentioned where we worked with the landscape sector to partner with us so we have actually partnered with the likes of london stone one of the uk's biggest uh, material provider we have partnered with a natural stone provider in Yeovil, a company called All Green Group, um, the Garden Room Company, the local nurseries, uh, a iron fabrication company. The the list goes sort of on and on. And then, of course, with the support from our industry, the likes of Sonance, Lutron um we've been able to pull together this first of its of its kind show space of course there has been an investment from ourselves um the the space itself is on paper a half a million pound show space but within that there's a lot of uh, technology that generally wouldn't go into say every space i mean uh, your typical garden typical wouldn't have nine zones of audio as an example
0: when did you start the project because we've uh, we've had a, a a bit of a a turbulent time over these last couple of years so uh, how did it go from concept to to installation to opening
2: it went slowly we had some challenges the biggest challenge of course was was covid um we were grade two listed building here so we had uh, planning applications and the nature of covid and planning authorities uh, meant the long lead times as we all know were more than quadrupled um, so that there were some big delays there Um we also had some unique and new challenges that we needed to overcome with some of the elements that we were creating um, they were quite slow processes uh, with some learning learnings to be done during the process and um, such as the big cinema wall with the motorized screens
0: so top to top to tail, how long did, when did you start and when did it open?
2: I think the initial idea came to us in 2018 um, and we opened May this year.
0: All right. Excellent. Well, I'd urge anybody who's who's close by um, who's welcome to go and uh, take a look because it really is something to see. and. Uh, Uh, proof of the pudding in the eating Gavin so how does it actually work for you and work with generating the business that you you obviously are keen to to for it to generate
3: yeah if we can just circle back ever so slightly to what we're talking about there about how long it took to to come from inception to completion it's really important that actually um, working through the pandemic and living in with the pandemic we all use our outside spaces a lot more uh, the rule of six was a big one for a lot of a lot of people going to see their friends and family in their gardens. So what's happened with with cu- our customer base and and moving forward with sales, it's really exacerbated the need for outside space to be more than what they were. Um, so how that's helping us is is people are understanding because we brought it as a garden first, although we're not a garden company, of course, at, at, at the heart of our business, making it a garden first with technologies integrated in. People get it. And when I say people get it, the real, the real true win for us is when people walk in, they hear, see, feel, and understand what we're trying to do, and will make impulse purchases there and then, or impulse decisions there and then. Um, our biggest win was just recently with a client that came in to buy, you know, a, a coaxial cable from us and speak about a, a soundbar, um, and we ended up uh, going out and doing a, a you know, an initial survey in a garden, and we're moving forward with the smart home garden with him. If we didn't have the show space and it wasn't as it was, you know wasn't finished to the to the level of finish that it is, the client would have been you know would had gone over his ten pound purchase and might have come back with an eight hundred and ninety nine pounds soundbar purchase. So it's very much um, it's very much a case of it's it's really it's it's an easy win for us.
0: Alex, do you want to add to that?
2: Coming back to the benefits of a showroom is education it's the it's that ability to be able to educate a customer and that's really what the new space at, at, out in the garden does for us because nobody knows what's possible until you show them and that's the wonder of of the garden of course as we've discussed it's it's design first and technology second so it's a real immersive experience for our for our clients who come to that space where they will come into one of the various rooms or areas um and get the benefit of that true garden environment before we reveal the technology um the 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 opening of the screens into the cinema area with all of the speakers being hidden is just a testament to that and then really what what happens from that process and the ability to do that is you have a client who starts to dream and starts to think about what could i do and that It's at that point you can have a conversation with, well, what what are your ideas? What are you thinking? And it's our job to then bring those ideas to life. And the garden gives us that ability.
0: What you're describing is it's all about providing a trigger point for the client's imagination.
2: Indeed, just because they don't know what's possible. And this is just one of those times where they can come, have an amazing experience uh, and discover just, some of the elements of what's possible in our industry. So,
0: what were some of the biggest challenges that you found on this uh, project?
2: I think one of the biggest challenges for for ourselves uh, away from COVID was the the, the cinema wall in it, it, itself. Um, integrating the future automation um, split motor into that wall, which is faced with thin porcelain sheets. Uh, hanging in, uh, sort of decorative panels over with a recessed screen was was quite a challenge um, and, and a lot of learnings that, ca- that came from that but also a lot of what we've done was was a first Um the, the collaboration uh, discussed uh, where we've created this smart bench and inset speakers into the stone face and hydro dipped the speaker grill with the image from the, the stone face you know a lot of these things are are very bespoke um and when you have bespoke comes challenges and 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 the time to to bring those to light
0: well I've got to say that some of those custom finishes that you've got in there are truly incredible so I think I think it's money well spent and and also what struck me was the the way that you've designed the garden and 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 the light that is in the garden as well to create a, a nicer experience if a customer's sitting down do you want to just talk about some of the placement of of the greenery that you've got in there
3: yeah that's that's one of the things of course we don't have any background in the partnership this is where it really comes to life with, you know the garden does come to life with the of course the you know all of the planting and things so it's one of the things we, we've taken a lot of lead uh, given a lot of lead sorry to laura um some of the some of the um installation with regards to planting has, has, has done wonders for the garden. One of the big things to talk about, though, with our planting is the fact we have a fully automated irrigation system. Now, that that has paid dividends in a sense of the garden looks uh, has sprung in an incredible fashion. So something we found out, which is something our industry would never have known, is that plants grow a 30% better rate using an irrigation system. Now, we have an automated irrigation system, which has a weather station, which we're controlling via our via an app, and um, app, which tells us how much water should be applied to the garden and does so accordingly. Now that is a really interesting point for our customers because A, obviously increases the quality of their garden um, with regards to planting. Also it helps with energy management rather than just watering for the sake of watering and obviously continuing down that path, it really adds something. So to to, to go back to your original question, the planting was a real odd one for us because we couldn't quite picture it ourselves. You know, we don't have green fingers, but, when things were planted and the irrigation was turned on, within a week the garden transformed. Um, yes, spring was at the time it was kind of obviously happening, but as soon as the irrigation went on, it was it was an incredible thing. It's something that we're we're really happy that we did. You know, we don't have to go out there and water the plants every day. So it's certainly a certainly a nice touch.
0: I think for clients who are uh, keen to push sustainability with technology, that's a really interesting point there.
2: The sustainability point is is never as as prominent as it is today and um, we get asked it a lot and I like to be able to answer that technology is helping us on the sustainability front. We we all know that there are elements within a large landscaping project that you you can't move away from um, the sustainability questions such as cement and concrete Um, but when we can then talk to a client about Water saving and and the benefits of of, of that and lighting as well, so that the whole space is on a lutron lighting um, system, so we can dim and control each circuit independently we're not just turning a garden on or off in regards to its lighting, so we're saving energy um, and all of these various conversations can can all feed this sustainability question
0: and presumably as well in terms of the marketing, it gives you something new and different to talk about. Which which must be helpful. And presumably there's some sort of win on sales for the the cinema space inside as well as what you're selling in the smart home garden outside.
3: It's an old saying, but you know, we have found the back door in. You know, we are we are going in you know, we are if this new venture is leading us into territories that we'd never touched before as an industry. We've worked on the inside of the house with architects and interior designers for decades. Um, what we haven't done properly and which, what we're doing properly now is working with outdoor landscapers, landscape architects. Um, and the real positive for us is the feedback from those areas that we'd never spoken to before. Um, the The feedback on the garden and obviously working with those different types of um, client bases has been amazing. Alex mentioned it earlier in one of his statements that, you know, it, it, we'd never really done it properly from, uh, you know, we'd always put technology into a garden rather than integrated it properly into a garden. Yeah, some people had on a you know case-by-case basis, perhaps. Actually doing something to this scale has been a massive positive,
2: um, and that's really where we're leading the, leading the race.
0: And what's your favourite thing about the garden,
2: Alex? That's a great question. I think my favourite thing about the garden is just how immersive the, the whole space is and how the various sections um, are so well designed that as you move through the space, you're just discovering... New things at every turn.
0: What about you, Gavin?
2: I see mine's much more direct. Alex's answer is fantastic.
3: Mine has to be in the cinema. And the reason for that is we had a partner launch day. People who had seen the garden from its inception, way before I even started with, with Potters. They'd seen the concept designs, they'd been part of that. They'd offered um, you know, offered to come and help and they'd offered to be part of it. We sat people down in that cinema and we do it every day and we're doing it quite often to different people. But it was the partners, when you sat them down in that space and we played some clips, um, and then what we did during that afternoon is we left the new James Bond film just running, uh, you know, a low, low low-level volume, and the amount of people who gravitated towards that space and the smiles on people's faces because they were sat outside in nature watching a television which delivers quality video from a perspective of brightness and, and it's just brilliant, the Samsung Terrace, and they're sitting there with cinematic sound. That really, for me... When you see anyone smile with something that you've done, that's the real win. And for me, that's that's a huge one.
0: Biggest learning point from this experience.
2: Oh. Um I only one. <laughs> <laughs> there, there there's a lot. Um and I think away away from some of my comments here, that the, the take home is it's going to take longer than you think. <laughs> but there's some really good discoveries that, that we had and some sort of aha moments during it. As I mentioned, we we came up with this idea um, uh, many years ago and then we we lent on partners and looked at a lot of research. But while we were mid-build, Samsung, the global, global number one TV company, bought out an outdoor waterproof TV. And for us, that was the moment, or for myself, that was the moment I was able just to go. We're onto something here.
0: What about you, Gavin? Anything for you? That's the uh, the big learning point for you.
3: I think it's understanding the the opposite side of this coin. And we are two sides of a coin now. We we've we've created the smart home garden. We are now a technology partner of a of a, a landscape company. We you know being the smart home garden being our landscape company now. Uh, so the biggest learning for me is is learning the other side of that coin. The technology side of things, I understand even all the way down to the the irrigation system when it comes to things like topographical surveys understanding spaces and levels and understanding those bits that's that's my biggest learning from being forward. we have the right partners on board and we are you know we're always looking for new partners to, to onboard onboard uh, in the right way but that's my biggest learning is going to be uh, understanding the landscape industry but equally that could be our biggest win because i think once they understand our side of the coin it's it's a it's strap a rocket to your back kind of scenario
0: well, thanks so much for your time today. I think the the smart home garden is absolutely fantastic, well worth seeing, brilliantly located in the Garden of England. Before we forget, congratulations on on a brilliant achievement, and I hope it keeps working for you. Thank, thank, you, thank very you much, Jack. Owen. Welcome
1: to the show. Brilliant. Hi again, Jeff.
0: I can't believe there are many people out there who don't know who you are in the industry. But do you want to just say a bit about Owen and Cinema Works?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so um, I went out on my own in 2014. Uh, before that, I was custom install manager for a chain of retailers, and they came to an inflection point. You know, do we want to be try and be Steve Moore, or do we want to try and be Amazon? <laughs> And I and I think they went the wrong way and I went the other way um, and then moved to Bristol and set up as initially connected works. Because go back to 2014 and obviously it looks really different, doesn't it? Because the kind of the Googles and the sort of the home kits, that's all a whole world of possibility. Whereas now I know, I think we, we've learned what it actually is, is a whole world of trouble and nightmare for not much reward. But we didn't know that then. So connected works was born and I was trying to do the normal AV thing plus a bit of the smart home thing. Fast forward to 2018, we win an award for a media room in Bristol, me and Matthew. And I'm like, you know what, this is what I do. And so changed to Cinema Works, And that felt a bit like kind of coming back to myself, if you like. Um, and so here we are.
0: Matthew is, Matt. that's Matt Smith, right? Is yeah, that-
1: well, he, he was Matt's Total Solutions and I was owing Connected Works. He's now Matt from Zacharyson Smith and I'm owing from Cinema Works. So straight after the award, we've changed the name of our companies you know kind of ruin the whole thing really but what can you do
0: and up until this point how have you been demonstrating your
1: expertise and the experience that clients will get if they do employ you mostly chat i would say and you know i'm quite good at chat and we're all right with that and definitely i've been able to persuade people to spend some quite decent sums just based on the idea that i'm telling them it's a good idea um but one of the goals i think is um if you could see what I'm talking about, I reckon you would spend more. And crucially, I've got some high value clients who are not really worried about spending money, but time's definitely a thing. So asking them to get in the car for two hours, even longer, to drive to one of the excellent facilities in the southeast, it's quite a thing. You know, if your weekend's precious and your time with your family, oh, yeah, take a bit of time out and come and, come and look at some audio stuff. No, but okay. Take an hour out of your day. Drive to Redland from Clifton. Come and look at this and we'll wrap it up in half an hour. Yeah, definitely. So that's the plan is just get new clients to see what's possible and get existing clients to potentially spend some more by actually seeing it.
0: I understand that concept. What is this new show space, demo space? Describe it to me.
1: Okay. The whole space is four and a half metres wide by seven metres long. Um, the first two meters of it are kind of office rack room projection booth, and the rest of it is a single room cinema. So it's front projection, sony laser. Um, what's nice is because it's a projection booth, you've just got a hole in the wall where the lens where the lens shines through. Um, you've got some quite cool zigzag detail around the the sides of the room, and at the sort of the front, you've got these wings. Um, I've shown you some pictures of kind of work in progress and the SketchUp models we've done. Hopefully, by the time this goes out, we'll have finished it. Um, And with a three-seat sofa at the beginning, that's a cinema sofa, so it's kind of nice-looking sofa, but with electric recline and so on. Behind that is just a console table and comfy bar stools. So really, it's for three people, but it will seat six.
0: Absolutely. Your business, Rebranded Cinema Works, tells me that you're all about sin- selling cinemas. Is that the local market for you, do you think, as well?
1: Well, what's interesting, actually, is since we changed it, I've had, I've had inquiries from... I've been going further afield. I don't really go to London. You know, I left there on purpose. Um, and it's not really for me, because I'm a bit older and I've got a young family and all that. But I'm going to Weymouth. I'm going into Cardiff and Newport and stuff, into South Wales. I've found I've actually travelled more and more people seek me out because I'm now branded as a cinema specialist so that's that's perfect and I don't mind that you know it's a couple of hours in the car but that's that seems good so it seems to have widened the net but then the people you meet saying things like yeah we're doing a cinema room we're serious about it
0: what do you think stands out about what you're doing in this cinema room this cinema
1: room is quite a bit different um okay so I should it's a bit of a story I apologize Go um, for it. I'll try and I'll try and give you the give you the shorter version. Um. At the beginning of the year, when the showroom became available, the other thing that happened is I signed up for the working group on cinema standards, RP22, that's, um, that's chaired by Peter Aylor. And then also there's the 23 that's chaired by Joel Silver about video and stuff. And that's a CDA working group, right? And that's a CDA working group based creating a proper, ANSI accredited, recommended practice for design of entertainment spaces. It's It's a big endeavour. It's been going on for years, and I've joined it relatively recently. Um, And everything changed, you know, and I've got experience, I've got quite a lot of, you know, I've got more badges than Blue Peter, I've got the CD designing qualification and the networking one and the new IST one and so on. Um, But one, the first week, I think it was, Peter gave us some homework, which was to take an existing cinema job that you've done and work out, just using the simple physics of it, what the seat to seat variation is. And I don't think most integrators have done that exercise because I, I I certainly hadn't. And when I had, it was just one of those oh shit moments where you realise this is wrong. This needs to be better. And then I went back to Trinov training, which I did a couple of years ago, where they were talking about placement techniques to improve the seat to seat variation in the cinema. So in other words, person in the middle, he's fine, right? Or probably he, they're fine you know, because it's calibrated to that hot seat in the middle, that reference seating position, even the person left to them, quite a lot different, quite dominated, especially maybe by the left speaker, by maybe the left surround. If there's a back row, things are getting really not pretty now because often in the UK what we see is two rows of squashy seats and the back row are right by a surround back speaker. You know the sort of thing? And we've all experienced this in a bad way when we go for dinner, when the restaurant's quite busy and they give you that bloody table you know, the one with the speaker above it and you can't hear what your missus is saying to you and it's terrible. And, and so, um, it's a lot like that in UK cinemas and especially in the ones where the client bullies you to put more seats in than you should do. So I didn't want that. I didn't want that for this cinema. I was having had the oh shit moment. I'm like, well, what can we do? Cause I've only got four and a half meters by five meters long, pretty much. Um, so first thing we did was we implemented the Trinoff cross firing system and it's clever and it's technical. You know, basically read the don't listen to me, read the trinoff guidelines. And if you're an integrator, go and do the trinoff training, it's worth it. Um, but effectively you point the speaker at a seat slightly farther away. And what that does is it evens the, the response out for all the listeners in the room. The other thing I did was I ditched the row of squashy seats behind you. That's why the console table is there, because this there's the idea of the listening area, which is already getting a bit dark and techy, but The listening area is just defined by all the people's heads in the room, draw a box around them. If you make that listening area smaller in a given size of room, what you do is you put everyone closer to that lovely reference position in the middle. And that means again, the experience that everyone gets, even if the seats aren't as comfy is more like it is for the guy in the middle. It's better. It's not a selfish cinema for one. It's a decent cinema for six. So that's why it is a bit different than Well, you won't see that at this price point. I've checked.
0: And and what sort of price point are you pitching it at?
1: Very good. Um, It's a a bit of a range. Um, I didn't want to mess around chopping and changing speakers. You know, I did that as a young person. um, And I don't think it was ever very satisfactory. But what I did want the ability to do was go from sort of a 5.1.2 kind of system, probably about 30-ish thousand with seats and whatnot, to what we've done is 9.2.4 so front wide surrounds back surrounds all of that and that's quite fun because we can step through the price points and it takes you from probably about 30 ish to about 50 um and that that feels right that feels right for Bristol I think if someone wants to spend more than that they're probably into it enough to get in a car with with me and we'll go to the southeast somewhere
0: there aren't too many uh, facilities where you can actually go and experience that sort of price differentiation even is there
1: well no exactly and i mean shop dem rooms are different and i know because i did that for many years where you if you're lucky you'll place the stuff in the agreed locations and you might run the mic and you might play with it for sort of an hour ahead of the dem and that's that's top draw retail that will do that that will go to that trouble other people might just run the mic other people might just not run the mic um we've budgeted around two weeks to optimize the sound so measure the thing place some acoustic treatment, measure it again. Did that do what we want? Excellent, right, that's in. Right, play around with some of the placement, even change the, to- the angle of toe by a degree or so here and there. And that's about right. You know, that's that's what can be done. Um, you might not do it every time for a client job, but it's what's right for your own demo facility.
0: How um, How have you found the whole process of coming up with the idea and getting to the point you're at now, with the finishing post not too far away.
1: Actually, it's been good. I mean, right, right now, it's the beginning of August. We've absolutely smashed it in July. We've done really well. Um, it's me and a sort of small builder. So I've been his labourer and his boss, which might be awkward, but it's been really good fun. Um, I've worked really hard. You know, uh, Mike's worked harder, and he's sort of had a lot of good ideas and solved some problems for me. Um, and the design process leading up to that was interesting because it was all in my spare time, kind of between February and June. So we had a nice long gestation process. And initially, I thought I was going to have really quite traditional styling, very flat walls. Then the RP22 thing happened. Then I realized I needed to do things with the toe-in of the speakers. And eventually, I decided to make a feature out of it. And we called it Zigzag. Um, And funnily enough, in parallel, I've been working on a really similar version of the same project for a client down on the South Coast. Super traditional version of the same thing. So it's the kind of the more gentleman's club version of the same design. And his is bigger.
0: Because ideally, clients are going to come in and hopefully walk away with, I want this, or something very similar, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I do think we've gone just a smidgen wild. We've just made a little bit of a feature, on it, and I, I expect to be just toning that down for the version we designed for their homes. But I think that's okay. I think it's like um, in a car shop, you know, they've ordered the amazing Peacock Blue one. But you kind of going, yeah, that's really nice, but I think I might just take it in gunmetal. Is that all right? And of course it is. It's fine.
0: And how challenging has it been to allocate your time to the project And because you are the resource that's going to be installing it, but you've also got a day job to do to keep the, the company turning over,
1: haven't you? Well, absolutely. Well, so a little bit of good luck in that a couple of pieces of decent sized business came in right at the right time just when i needed them which really which reduced the amount of time amount of money i had to borrow to get this thing done but also covered some living expenses for a while um clients are mostly nice and clients are mostly lovely and they want you to do well so when you say things like i am building a showroom and for the next two months i'm going to be on emergency measures they're like great let us know when it's done and so that's the, there's that and with new work you know you kind of say well it's up to you we can do this really really quickly before i start building or it's going to be eight weeks. What would you like to do? So, I mean, you talk to the people. Uh, it's not, it's not been horrific, but I have been a little bit lucky. You know, a couple of bills got delayed, and there was just made my window.
0: So, you're on the edge of Bristol. Have you got car parking, is it an old industrial unit? What have you converted?
1: Able Electrics Limited um, have been there for as old as me. They were established in 1974, and so was I, um, by by Fraser's dad, and that was a single unit on the Gloucester Road. Very recently, earlier this year, they moved from that single unit round the corner onto the Zetland Road to a much bigger place with parking and car charging. That's fundamentally a really good upper end lighting showroom. I wouldn't say it was top, top fancy end, but it's kind of upper end. Really nice. You know, kind of you'll see things that you won't see in a John Lewis there. They also have an electrical wholesaling arm. So that's quite fun. So that's meeting potentially a whole army of new sparkies who are already doing projects in houses. So there's lots of scope for kind of cool crossover stuff. Um, Which is brilliant because, you know, the client might live in Clifton, might live in one of the villages around Bristol, might live a bit further afield, but they can drive in, park up, do the thing. Fabulous. Um, And I should tell you the story. I promised Mel that I would tell you the story about how this all came about. When Fraser did his refit, he wanted to put a cinema facility in. Um, And he, as you do, went on Instagram and Pinterest. And if you go on Instagram and Pinterest and look for cool cinema rooms, who do you find? You find Mel and Giff, exactly, from Bespoke Home Cinemas. So they, Mel gets a message on, on Instagram from about a mile from my house, <laughs> up in Leeds, and bless her, does the right thing and says, you need to talk to Owen at Cinema Works." So he did, and, th- and that went well. So, yeah, cheers, Mel. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. So all looking good. How are you going to measure how successful it is?
1: I know quite a few people who've done some showroom projects over the years. I mean, for example, I was in a CD group with Melanie, and she took us through the process of her showroom build back quite a while ago now, sort of 2016, 17, when that group was active. Um, I know James from Homeplay. I I watched him suffer the pain of putting that endeavour together. Mine is different because I'm spending so much less because I'm being not less ambitious, but I don't have to worry about a shop front. That's all done. I don't have to worry about kind of staffing it. That's all done. Rent and rates is all done. It's kind of more of a sublet arrangement. I've got one, one room to make fantastic. I would be surprised if I haven't paid this back in a year. Um, And I don't want to tell you exactly what I've spent, but you probably get a feel for the kind of price points that we've had. So I would be, I would be surprised. And if it takes two, that's still pretty successful because then obviously we can build from there.
0: Presumably it will be booking by appointment only.
1: Yeah. I I have, I have a plan for this. Um, I think the cinema man does Fridays. So I think Friday I will go and work in the office uh, in the, in the shop regardless of what's happening. So I'll be kind of available. Um, We will be training one or two of the shop staff to do a quick blast kind of very much on guide rails you know you put the the avr to this number on the on the dial and you can play this and this clip um and for any more than that it's 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 going to be appointment only absolutely um not least because i don't really want to take on new showroom staff unless it becomes absolutely necessary because monday to thursday i want to be out there doing the work
0: of course so collaboration is is definitely a way forward on this project too yeah 100 percent Owen, do you want to just talk me through the brands that you've got and the support that those brands are giving you in, in what you put together?
1: Support is everything, right? I mean, if a speaker brand goes tomorrow, it's not going to stop your life. There's plenty of good sounding things. There's things that fit the bill from an engineering point of view. But support, on the other hand, from the people that run these companies and look after you, that's, that's everything. So, I mean, the no-brainer ones were Roddy at Cinema Build Systems kind of probably needs a design credit for the way the room turned out, although he didn't sort of always get what I was doing He was very useful to run things by about Roddy how am I going to make this work with these funny angles and all this good stuff So, you know yeah I'd say possibly co-designer there um 100% and you, you know Roddy you know what I mean I like a chat right but Roddy defines the word blether and um but that's been absolutely invaluable this this project wouldn't have worked if we weren't a CBS dealer also um the fact that their top-down masking screen is built on the normal one um that's why fingers crossed and touch wood, providing something disastrously wrong doesn't happen that's why we're having the masking screen you know because it's because it's built on the normal one that's that's just fabulous and it's a great price point and it's really well engineered so so there's that um the other one that really stands out was indigo actually um because they've had supply dramas everyone's had supply dramas but the difference is you know charlotte rings you up okay this this and this you can have this instead, or these are coming in three weeks, but it might slip to five weeks. You know, and just keeping you in the loop about stuff, super important. Um, the other thing that just went well actually is one of the one of the big pieces of business that let me do the showroom was um, was, was was a clip system. So I basically said, "Great, I've got this order and I've got this order," and um, I apportioned it such that the they did me a little bit of a deal on the lot, right? So that became no deal at all on the on the client sale and all the deal onto the showroom stuff so just in terms of accounting for it that made it really easy so that was wicked
0: talk to me about the choice of projector what's the sony one that you've gone for
1: oh very good yeah i mean i knew absolutely in my mind absolutely all the way up until i did it that i was having the epson laser i just knew that because they're fabulous and they're fantastic and they're super bright and then right at the death sony kind of ruined everything by bringing out a unit that for six thousand pounds retail is pretty much pretty much near as you know the following wind about as good as a 750 760 um so we had to buy that really <laughs> and it is fabulous it's so one of the one of the two units I bought blind you know I looked at the spec, looked at it on paper placed the order paid for it and so on. And then a few weeks after that I saw it. So I was like, oh that's a relief. That is actually as good as they say. Thank goodness for that. The other one was the the cinema sofa. Um, you've probably seen it. it's the turquoise one that was all over ISE. And I saw that as well, but I didn't go to YSE. I was busy, you know, planning showrooms and looking after clients and stuff. But it was so pretty. So I was like, oh, god, on am do it. And again, ordered it blind. And I saw it a few weeks later at the Vision Open Day. And said, you know what? It's really nice. I'm so pleased I did that.
0: Well, it's fantastic to hear about. Anything else that you'd like to share about your experience thus far or advice that you might have for integrators thinking I should be doing the same sort of thing?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, well, it's really like this one fell in my lap as it goes but this is what I was looking for I was looking for a complimentary business to buddy up with whether that was kind of I thought I looked at maybe potentially bespoke furniture makers although in hindsight that was a bad idea because of the noise level or a basement in a kitchen shop or something like that and as it goes the thing I was looking for kind of just turned up so yeah try and be lucky that's that's was good (laughs) try and be
0: lucky great advice thanks so much Aaron that's brilliant to chat
1: brilliant thanks Jeff
0: Thank you Alex, Gavin and Owen for sharing your insights with us today. Fascinating stuff. You can find out more about The Integrated Home on Instagram at Inthomepod and on LinkedIn at The Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony and distributed by Meridian. We support Together for Cinema. We are a Wildwood production. The Integrated home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.